Welcome to Legislative Report with State Representative Ryan McKenzie of the 134th Legislative District in Berks and Lehigh Counties. I'm Chuck Nichols. Ryan, welcome to another report to your constituents. Let's begin this week with a look back at the events of the past month, the action in the House and the Senate to bring an end to the governor's emergency declaration, a state Supreme Court decision, and the legislature's efforts to rebalance the power between the branches of government. What's the latest going on here? Sure. Well, thanks, Chuck, for having me back. And when it comes to the emergency declaration, the legislature and the governor have worked well together on things relating to health matters, ensuring the health and safety of our citizens. At the same time, it's been very contentious when it comes to business operations in the Commonwealth. So earlier this week, the House approved a constitutional amendment to ensure that our citizens are fully represented even during state declared emergencies. The proposal comes in response to the governor's prolonged, now four months and counting, disaster declaration related to the COVID-19 pandemic. The actions he's taken without even consulting the legislature have had devastating impacts both physically and economically on our citizens. By the governor's refusal to work with the General Assembly to develop a reasonable path forward, the people's voice in state government has effectively been silenced. So Senate Bill 1166 seeks to amend the state constitution by requiring passage of a concurrent resolution by the legislature for any disaster or emergency declaration a governor wishes to extend beyond a 21-day period. This would provide an effective balance between ensuring the governor has the authority to act quickly in an emergency while also ensuring that the General Assembly is properly engaged in the process of addressing long-term response and recovery processes. The bill now goes to the Senate for their consideration. A constitutional amendment proposal such as this must be approved by both the House and Senate in two consecutive sessions and then be put before the voters in a referendum before it can be enacted. The need for this change to the Constitution was reinforced Tuesday when the governor vetoed the concurrent resolution adopted with bipartisan support in both the House and Senate to end the disaster declaration. As a result, Senate Bill 1166 includes an amendment to establish that a resolution terminating or extending a disaster emergency declaration need not be presented to the governor. And again, so therefore, the resolution that we passed would have stood if this new constitutional amendment were to go into effect. And another thing that has been going on is I understand that there are some new laws that are now in place to help in the training and the recruitment of good police officers in our state. Tell us a little bit about the Protect and Serve initiative. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we want to recognize our good police officers, as you mentioned, in our communities. We're very grateful for the service they provide and the safety that they give to our communities. So two bills have been designated to ensure that police officers are properly vetted before hiring and trained to appropriately interact with individuals of diverse backgrounds. And those two bills have been signed into law by the governor now. While prior law already required police departments to conduct thorough background investigations on every police officer candidate before hiring, it did not require that previous employers release an officer's employment information. Without this, police departments were missing critical information about behavior and discipline that could affect hiring decisions, especially when officers are transferring or moving in between different departments. 
Act 57 of 2020 requires disclosure of this information to a law enforcement agency and permits a court to compel the release of this information if the employer fails to comply. The disclosure request must be authorized by the candidate and contain the signature of the person conducting the investigation. The law also requires the establishment of an electronic database to collect and maintain separation records of law enforcement officers for use by law enforcement agencies when hiring. And this, again, will prohibit the transferring of bad police officers who maybe were let go with cause from being hired somewhere else and not having that information shared with a new department. Act 59 of 2020 mandates that police officers receiving training on how to interact with individuals of diverse backgrounds, de-escalation, harm reduction, and reconciliation techniques, and community and cultural awareness. It also covers the appropriate use of force, provides for mental health evaluations in certain situations, and requires child abuse awareness training for officers and magisterial district judges. And Representative, good news for fire and EMS companies across the state as well. What's happening? Yeah, absolutely. The COVID-19 crisis fire company and emergency services grant program, a new law that we passed here in 2020 to help those struggling departments, is now open for applications. The application will remain open until Friday, August 7th at 4 p.m. And to learn more about this grant program, it's a new grant program, again, to help those first responders in the fire and EMS communities that we're so grateful for. They can go and get more information at OSFC, that's Office of the State Fire Commissioner, .pa.gov, OSFC.pa.gov. Representative McKenzie, thank you for this informative report to your constituents, and tune in for another legislative report with State Representative Ryan McKenzie of the 134th Legislative District.